Welcome to From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We invite you to take the time to pause, center, and listen deeply. The content you will hear contains excerpts from faculty presentations recorded at Academy for Spiritual Formation events. The Academy is an international program ministry of the Upper Room that provides courses of retreat and study steeped in the rhythms and practices of contemplative life. For more information, please visit our website at academy.upperroom.org. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to From the Well. I'm Rachel Kinney. Recently, something from my childhood has been popping up all around me. Coloring books. But this time, adults, and not just kids, are the ones that I see with them. Their intricate designs are often more pattern-based than the Barbie or Matchbox car-themed ones of my youth. And fans of these new coloring books will tell you that they are a meditation tool, good for calming and focusing the mind. There are also entryways into the creative life that adults have often shut down. I have an art teacher friend who says that teaching adults how to paint is much harder than teaching children because adults are convinced that they can't be creative, that they are not good. They already know the answer. Kids just explore by painting, by coloring, by mixing. They just say yes to the experience, while adults only want to do it if they can be perfect if they know it will be good. This results focus can hurt our ability to grow, to explore, and to live into the dynamic nature of our spiritual lives. Our need to be right or good can keep us safe, but also can shut down the holy voice that dares us to live toward God, to enjoy and create and journey into the unknown. We begin this episode with a story from spiritual director Robert Morris about a minister who is grappling with her aversion to liturgy. It is from his Academy talk on spiritual guidance. Listen now. Finally, she said, well, if you keep pressing me about that, because her her understanding of religion was very, very rational, I guess I feel closest to God when I'm swimming. She said, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what God is. God is like the ocean. And now that you ask me, I think, I've never thought about this before. She said, I think I really do feel closest to God when I'm swimming. So in spiritual direction, one is looking to help the directee find the places in his or her life where it seems to them, at least, the grace of God is appearing. Uh, We know that God is with us all the time. But in Isaiah's vision, there's a veil that covers the nation that keeps the sunlight of God from shining and the world being aligned with the kingdom of God, the energies of the kingdom of God. In Paul's description of our state, we can be alienated in our minds from the life of God that is within us. There's a disconnect. Or there's a veil he uses the thing, the veil, 
God is present all the time. The grace of God is reaching to help us all the time. But there's the veil. There's the disconnect. There's the distraction. There are things we don't notice. There are things we block out. So we're looking for those places where the, the, the grace of God is welling up from the ground like springs or cracking through the clouds. And suddenly this moment of our life, we, wait, we, wake, we literally wake up and we see the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. And as this particular woman, whom I'll call Catherine, um, kind of awakened to the, this first this God moment, she began claiming a few more. She'd come from a family that was very liberal Protestant, very social action oriented, where her mother's favorite phrase was, perfect practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And it turned out that one of the other places she experienced God when she was a child up to the beginning of high school, was in drawing. But she experienced God drawing, so I said, well, bring me one of your drawings. Bring me your last, she described her last drawing to me. And her last drawing was of a young girl sitting under the moonlight next to a tree, she said. But she wouldn't bring it in for me to see. And she wouldn't bring it in, and she wouldn't bring it in, and she wouldn't bring it in, and she wouldn't bring it in. Well, both my spiritual director and my amateur psychotherapist, red flags are waving. Because there's the heart of the, there's something the heart of the matter is here. But finally, she brought it in. It was magic. It was not a technically perfect drawing. The moonlight shone in the drawing. And she had identified this as a place that she felt connected with God. But what had happened was her parents said, don't waste your time on that. There are poor people to be fed. There are civil rights marches to be done. This is of no importance. So in the process of spiritual direction, I finally encouraged her to claim this. And along with her beginning to draw again, her hatred of liturgy disappeared. Because liturgy was all about artistry and symbol and color and shape. The need to have already arrived at perfection, to be beyond the pleasure and enjoyment of practicing, hinders our ability to see the creating and unfolding of the Spirit in our lives, the action that the Spirit is always taking. We lose sight of the process and become fixed on the outcome. We begin to see results as sacred and not the winding path that leads to those results. We focus on the text instead of the writing and reading of the text, on artwork, as opposed to the drawing and painting of the illuminations or the tracing of finger labyrinths, the weaving of tapestries, 
the walking of pilgrimages, or the singing of hymns. In integral theory, one of the growth models is not the linear ladder or path to perfection, but instead it is a labyrinth with its turnings and twistings, its windings and walkings. It's drawing us closer toward a center where you can only sit a while before the journeying begins again. This emphasis on the ING of the faithful life, the holiness of this gerund, is where Bob Mahalan picks up in his focus on the Gospel of John and his talk on the spirituality of the New Testament. So let's look and see how John uses this verb. By the way, John never uses the noun belief or faith. It's translated both ways. Always the verb. It's always an action thing. Well, you don't get too far into John's gospel before you run into it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was sent to bear witness to the light in order that all might believe through him. A few verses later, talking about Jesus, as many as received him who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. And of course, John tells us why he wrote his gospel. At the end of chapter 20, These things are written in order that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and that believing you might have life in his name. In embracing the verb form of belief to believing, or of faith to faithing, we do not need to be good at it before we can start painting or practicing it. We can instead pray the prayer of St. Teresa of Avila, who says, Draw me, God, and I will run. We do not need to possess the Spirit. We just need to be open to the Spirit possessing us, loving us toward her holy center. Listen again to Robert Morris. So my spiritual life is whatever state my spirit is in, whatever the spirit of my actions is, And the challenge for the Christian disciple is to allow the Spirit of God to pervade our human spirits in ways that I've sort of meandered through in that story so that we become more and more reflecting the image and likeness of God. Now, Christian spirituality is very simply awareness of and response to, awareness of and response to the presence and activity of the spirit in every dimension of life. The spirituality is not a department of life. It's a dimension of everything. There is a spirituality of sex. There is a spirituality of commerce. There is a spirituality of cooking. Meet my wife. She's a priestess of the stove, seriously, seriously. What she does with food nourishes people. It not only nourishes their bodies, it nourishes their souls. I don't know how she does it, but her food's alive. There's a spiritual spiritual dimension to every, every, every aspect of our lives. And the process of spiritual formation, the process of spiritual awareness, the process of spiritual responsiveness is about becoming aware 
discerning the presence of the holy in every dimension of our lives. And that's a lifelong task. And as you continue your journey through this process of believing, it seems only fitting to end this episode with a blessing. May the spirit continue to move and roam within every dimension of your life. May the spirit spiral you toward her center with each turn growing you and forming you. May the spirit fill you with color both inside and outside the lines. And may you get lost in the process that draws you toward believing. And in doing so, may you find yourself growing toward love. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this installment of From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We encourage you to visit our website at academy.upperroom.org to learn more about our ministry and to continue the conversation about today's topic. You can join our mail list from the contact page and you can also find us on Facebook. From the Well is now available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Just search for From the Well or Academy for Spiritual Formation from within any of those services. From there, you can subscribe to our monthly podcast, find previous episodes, offer comments, and share it with others. Thank you, and blessings on your journey.